so you don't have to. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. And in this week's episode, we explore Blue Sun Soda Shop, taste a soda or two, and learn about the history from Mark Lazarczyk, the owner of Blue Sun. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. Hey, it's speaking of the world outside your window, um, the natural uh, conclusion and transition of Travel by Proxy. Mm-hmm. We are tasting some Blue Sun soda right now. So I'm going to go ahead and get a bottle pop because the unique thing about um, soda pop is that it is in glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, almost everything that Blue Sun sells is in a glass bottle Mm -hmm. and almost everything that is bottled by them i'm not sure about the non-bottled because i forgot to ask during the interview (laughs) shame on me mark you can message me later if you actually listen to this episode hopefully he does (laughs) i don't think anyway um the uh you can take it back to the the uh, to the shop and they'll reuse it. Oh yeah, so you pay a uh, deposit, kind of like a growler, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just not as expensive as a growler deposit. Yeah, precisely. So let's go ahead and get a pop top. Hopefully, this doesn't explode all over the spare bedroom studio because I did kind of move it around in my hand. That was amazing. That, that and my whistle pop was moved right after. All right, so what I'm pouring right now is the State Fair Soda Chocolate Chip Cookies. This is one of the ones that is actually bottled by Blue Sun right at their facility. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually go and see the bottling line right when you visit them. Oh, that sounded pretty good. Yeah, it looks like a good. Uh, good half there yep all right and i'm going to go ahead and open up the other option that we have uh which is a blue cheese dressing soda and it is blue the the reason that i picked the blue cheese dressing soda aaron Mm -hmm. um is because mark actually mentions it during our interview Mm -hmm. spoilers um sorry audience but um I figured we wanted to taste it. Uh, well, here's the thing, actually. Let's hold off on that. Okay. We'll taste it after the interview. Okay. For now, let's drink the cho- chocolate chip cookie one. So you can Sweet. go ahead and let's not taint your glass with it. I'll just drink it out of the bottle. You'll drink it out of the bottle. So it has a kind of a golden amber color to it. We're going to do this just like Aaron just went mm-hmm. head first right into it. It actually smells like cookies. I was trying to get a sniff off it, and I realized I was just going to stick my nose into the small the small neck of the bottle. Oh and, wow! Um, it it does taste like cookies. Yeah, it really smells like it too, like a baked cookie. This is so cool. All right, I'm going to taste it. Go for it. Wow, they nailed it. That is like mm-hmm. the essence of cookie flavor. I I have been doing so much wrong all my life. We need to drink more uh, sugared soda on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't drink sugared sodas usually because my uh, I have a family history of diabetes. Mm-hmm. So I typically drink sugar-free sodas, but we're making an exception for this episode. Actually, we make exceptions all the time because I drink <laughs> beer all the time on these episodes. To be fair, though, to be fair... Um, as far as these go, this isn't something that you're just going to drink every day. This True. is a special treat. 
Right. It's kind of like having an ice cream or have, you know, like going to the state fair, speaking Mm -hmm. of, where you go and you kind of gorge yourself on random stuff anyway. Right. And this isn't too bad per bottle. It's 180 calories, 43 grams of sugar. That's pretty typical for Mm -hmm. any other sugar soda. So. And it's. Again, this is a special, special thing. Yeah. And this is made with sugar. It's not uh, corn syrup. So that's mm-hmm. even better. But it's tasty. It stuff. is really tasty. All right. Well, speaking of tasty, let's go ahead and listen to uh, my interview with Mark. So um, I'm sitting here with Mark Lazarczyk, uh, owner of Blue Sun Soda Shop. Yes, you are. In beautiful Spring Lake Park, Minnesota. Metropolis. A metropolis. A thriving metropolis off of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> county Highway 10. <laughs> Prominent County Highway 10. So uh, tell me a little bit more about kind of the history leading up to Blue Sun. All right. So I'll give you the... It's a completely accidental story. So you've seen the building we're in, right? Yeah. This was originally a building with five different suites in it. And the suite on the uh, on the far right, as you're looking at it, the little tiny one, I was leasing as an office space. Me and, uh, me and one other guy, we just officed in there. The rest of these spaces were filled with other businesses. The space that we're currently in right here, the B suite, went vacant. Pet shop moved out. Owner of the building asked me if I'll move over there because it's hard for him to lease it for some reason. And I said, no, because it'll cost a lot more. And he said, I'll do it for a hundred bucks more. So we took over this big space. We set up in here. And about a month later, he comes in and he says, hey, why don't you just buy the building from me? And I said, no, I'm I'm not going to buy your stupid building. You know, I I don't want to buy the building. So he keeps coming in consistently for about six months and he's he's coming in every three four weeks and asking me to buy the building from him and finally i said just make me an offer like make me an offer that i cannot say no to so he came back in and he made me an offer i couldn't say no to so i bought the building so all of a sudden i have this building i've got this big space here and we totally don't need it it's 3500 square feet and it's two guys sitting with desks in here. You know, we, we're, we're literally, we'd play soccer in, <laughs> in the space. Uh, we'd set up stuff. We'd just goof around in here. And uh, I'd seen this video on obsessives. Um, and one of them was about Galco's Pop Shop in L.A. And that thing had just been rattling around in my head for about two years. And before all of this, I owned a... Uh, a software company and my guys used to ask me to go out uh, to meetings at brew pubs all the time and I I don't drink so and I I don't drink just because I I don't like drinking I didn't like uh, I'm not like a refined alcoholic Mm -hmm. I just don't particularly like the taste of most booze Mm -hmm. except for wine Uh, so we'd go out to these craft pubs and they would uh, they would come over and give an explanation of a beer The, the servers would walk up and it would be a 20-minute explanation on each beer. You know, this one has four cranberries right. dipped in it, and then you stir it 36 times counterclockwise, <laughs> but only when there's a half moon and, you know, all this other rigmarole. <laughs> and then they'd get done with all of this, and they'd get to me, and I'd go, I don't like beer. What do you got for me? And they go, well, we got coker spray. And I was like, what a crock. Yeah. You know, you have all of this stuff, but you're not doing anything for the, the, the 60% of people, it's either 60 or 40%, I can't remember which way it flips, of people that don't drink. 
and then I was reminded of that video I'd seen. So then I just start digging into it a little bit more. I start researching how many small bottlers are there out there making soda. And there's tons. I mean, there were so many of them out there. So I, I, I'm just hemming and hawing and hemming and hawing. And finally I said, Do you know what? I'll just take this space right here. I'll just turn it into a soda shop. And I, I didn't put a lot of money into into it. I mean, I didn't even rip up the carpeting that was on the ground. That was all stained and everything. Didn't even buy a sign for out front. I, I mean, I did nothing because I didn't think anyone would come in. So, you know, basically I spent all my money just getting product and shelves. So this is, this is how much I didn't think it would work. I had Neil out there. I called Neil in to help mm-hmm. me put bottles on the shelf. Yeah, because I just realized how it's very tedious putting bottles on shelves when you have none out there. So I had Neil in here the week before opening, helping me put bottles on the shelf. And then suddenly I looked at Neil and I said, I didn't hire anybody. And Neil's like, what? And I'm like, I, I didn't hire anybody. And I think there's going to be a lot of people here on the opening day. Will you help me? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a hand. So I told Neil, I just paid Neil on my pocket, you know, just come in here on Saturday and help me out. So I had all my employees from all the other companies in here on Saturday to help out. And we were just pounded all day, like completely pounded the entire day. And I was like, okay, that was just a result of opening. Everyone was like, oh, cool, this new thing. (laughs) I'm still not hiring anybody. So I have Neil helping me out every now and then. And I'm literally just paying Neil in cash when he shows up Mm -hmm. because I don't want to offer him a job. I mean, God knows no one's going to keep coming here. So I'm here. And uh, I didn't even set store hours. I mean, it was that flim flam. Mm-hmm. So I'm here open to close. And I did the first 72 days. I did the first 72 days open to close. Neil's here helping me out and everything. And finally, I kind of said, you know, I think people are going to keep coming in here. Because I was, you're in my office right now. Okay. So imagine this whole area. Mm-hmm. I'm in there by myself and I'm trying to work back here. So I'm ringing up everything in the world on the door so I can hear the door open because I had no cameras or anything. So I was hanging bells on the door. <laughs> I was trying to get these remote doorbells to work, but they were too far away. Uh, I hung a bell out front that said ring if you need help. So I would literally <laughs> sit back here waiting for the bell and people just kept coming in and I'm sitting back here like, man, I'm not getting anything done. So finally I just had to hire some people and bring them in. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, we had full-time people everywhere. We got a store manager. Uh, and then, what, seven, eight months after I opened it, the guy that owned Whistler Soda and North Star Soda asked me if I wanted to buy his company. And I was like, no, but I will. So make me a deal. And so him and I came to a deal. And then that's when I put Whistler and North Star in the other end of the building. And that's when I said, well, now I got to kick everybody out because I got to be able to get to that. <laughs> right. So I kicked out all these tenants that were paying their bills on time, paying their rent and everything like that, knocked holes in the walls all the way across and just expanded the whole place out. And now we... Uh, and now you have a, like a bottling... Yeah, we bottle oh, seven different brands, something like 100 different flavors wow. over there. Yeah. And we ship and distribute all around the entire country. We have distributors all around the country that now buy it and sell it off and everything like that. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's getting there. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, what is the when's the moment where 
is there a moment right now where you've said like I can maybe like like relax or um I wish <laughs> I used to not want to ever relax or calm down and then I went on vacation and uh now I was like oh man I could really get used to this and now I now my goal set right now is that by age 55 I'm only in here two days a week like I only have to dedicate two days a week to all the companies and by 60 I'm completely uninvolved with the companies I'm I'm just the president or whatever, you know, the founder, mm-hmm. whatever on paper. Okay. Um, let's see. If you had to recommend, like, say somebody's visiting the shop for the first time, I yeah. realize that everybody has, um, you know, the, a different taste and in, in mind. But like, yeah. it, you know, it can be kind of overwhelming when you first walk into the store. Like, That's there's the number there, one word. There's so much yeah. available here. Um, where should people start? One of the questions Neil came up with the, the probably the best question is, and his question was, if I was if you were picking a hard candy like a Jolly Rancher, what flavor would you pick? Mm-hmm. And that's how he brings them to a fruit flavor that they like, or people that want colas, root beers, birch beers, they know what they want. And then it's a matter of just finding out what kind do you like because root beers all over the map. Dude, they don't taste alike. I have to say that um, one of the most surprising things I saw when I was looking at your root beer line was um, a, a root beer labeled Dog and Suds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's like a, a, a name that actually ha- is applies to more than one like location. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I remember seeing one of those when I visited my grandma's house in Tomahawk, Wisconsin, and it was, it was kind of cool. They had them in Wisconsin? Yeah. I grew up in Kirtland, Ohio, and we had a Dog and Suds drive-in. In Kirtland... No one's ever heard of Kirtland. So that was like a big deal, that driving. So, yeah, when I saw the dog and Suds root beer, I was like, I got to have that because mm-hmm. that's the, I grew up with that. Yeah, exactly. There's still a few of those left, like two or three of them in the country are left. There, there is one in Tomahawk. Is it's it? okay. still there. We actually visited there um, in January. Like, I mean, it's closed that, for the season. Right. But. That might be the original one. Huh. Because I know they never came into Minnesota, but they went east all the mm-hmm. way to Ohio. Wow. Um, so you've got the Whistler. Uh, of like the, the kind that you currently like own and distribute, uh, yeah. which which one, which kind of brand is sort of your, your favorite right now to work on? Or I guess you probably, do you work, actively work on them still? Or? Yeah. I, okay. Well, I, uh, well, once we get the flavors and everything down, then my, then my job is done. Okay. The one I had the most fun with was the WT Heck line. Because that was Neil and I sitting down trying to think of a name for a line of soda for things that taste terrible. Mm-hmm. And Neil actually came up with the idea WT Heck. <laughs> and I loved it so much that I was like, yep. So then we had label design done up and everything like that. And the flavors now are, let's see, dill pickle, marshmallow, blue cheese dressing, spaghetti, waffles and syrup. And there's one more. I can't remember the sixth, but all of them is it the bacon? Bacon, yes. Yeah. Thank you, mm-hmm. bacon. Yeah, I I've tasted the blue cheese one. I, yeah, that's one of the ones that you donated to. Yeah, the blue cheese one. You take the first swig and you go, oh hey, this isn't that bad. And then the aftertaste hits you, and that is just horrid. <laughs> the spaghetti one, I almost puked when we were developing that one, because in developing, my guys will uh, they'll make up a batch of generic syrup that mm-hmm. has no flavor to it. And then they'll they'll add that to bottles and then add in 
the amount of flavoring per bottle in the batch so that they can make up a bottle or two of it. So now, I mean, we must have gone through 25 different variations on that. And every one of them is horrid. Just terrible. It tastes like um, SpaghettiOs. Wow. Now imagine drinking the SpaghettiO sauce after someone poured a ton of sugar on it. It's so nauseating. I mean, I really thought I was going to puke. Wow. trying those all day. But we got it down to where it literally tastes like spaghetti sauce now. Do you um, ever visit like the like those... Because I, I remember seeing like a, a flavor lab before, like in, in different... Do you ever visit like those flavor labs and like work through all kinds of like the, like the flavor essence combinations in which... Have you ever had one that just surprised you in terms of what it was and yeah one of the ones we came up with we came up with i decided that orange cinnamon would be a good flavor combination Mm -hmm. and when we mixed it up and everything like that one thing with cinnamon is you have to be really you have to really cinnamon's like um anise licorice yeah a little tiny bit of it is great anything else and that's all you taste Hmm. And cinnamon is very much like that. If you put in one part to 12 parts of another flavor, you'll be able to taste the cinnamon completely coming through. If you put in more than that, all you'll taste is cinnamon. So we did the orange cinnamon, and you take a swig of it, and you taste the orange with a little hint of cinnamon. Then once you swallow it, all of a sudden your tongue gets that burn of cinnamon on it. And I loved that, that we had a multi-stage flavor in a soda. That's awesome. Yeah, that made me really happy. It's not my favorite flavor in that grouping, but it was my favorite way flavors work the way I wanted them to work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anything that... Uh, that? Oh, I remember uh, seeing like a, a pinball league. Um, I really don't know what they do with that. <laughs> the, uh, the, the general manager started a pinball okay. league, and I don't know how it works or anything about it. Um, she'll come back and start telling me things. And I'll just tell her, I trust what you're doing. You don't need to explain everything to me. Cool. Then I'll make sure to mention that on the yeah. podcast later. Yeah. Um, when did you first start putting in like the like the pinball machines and stuff? The pinball machines came from I own two. Uh, I own two personal ones. And I just I had them in my office here. And once we had the store here, I just put them out there. And I put them on free play, and people kept coming in and playing them all the time. So then I bought another one and put it out there. And I bought another one and put it out there. And then this guy came by that's kind of a pinball nut. And he said, I can bring in a bunch of pinball games. And you can, you know, have a bunch more pinball games. And I was like, okay, cool. So he just started bringing in pinball games. And I told him the only rule was he had to keep my 25 cents. Besides for that, I didn't care. And he got to keep the 25 cents, just keep them running. So that's what he does now. Oh, and, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so then he brought in the air hockey and the foosball, and he just keeps trying other things, see if they work. I think my final favorite thing, and the thing that I, I makes me want to come back um, maybe after my knee surgery is finished um, or I'm mobile again, is uh, the soda fountain. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about like the the impetus behind the soda fountain, or just uh, you know what it basically you know what what to expect from it? Well, there's there's two stories here. One one is the story that I tell people when I want them to be impressed with my vision, <laughs> and the other one is the reality. And the reality is that big giant area down there. Uh, once we pounded holes in the walls and opened up everything, we didn't know what to do with that big area over there. So first we filled it with candy. And then we found that that was a huge pain. 
Um, number one, we weren't prepared for taking up that much space. Number two, candy goes bad. Uh, number three, we didn't have the right shelving and everything in place. So our candy sales didn't really go up that much by just maximizing that area. So then I put the pinball games all in there and everything like that. And it's sort of, you know, people play pinball, but not a lot. There wasn't a lot going on down there. And I think, you know, we'd empty out the machines and I'm like, well, that, that area over there, made us uh, $94 last month. You know, it's, like, it's the biggest suite in the entire building and it's, it's losing the most money. So then I started thinking of a soda fountain because I want what I wanted was people to be able to come in and um, make a soda and be able to have hundreds of choices on making the soda so that they could walk in and say, you know, make me a blah, 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 and we could do it. And the cool thing is that the the jerks that work it keep coming up with new flavors. Like they're coming up with all sorts of new stuff. One of my guys figured out how to make a key lime pie soda. And I've tried five, six different key lime pie sodas uh, from other companies and none of them have tasted like key lime pie. This one tasted like key lime pie. So my guys sit down there like messing around with it. They're probably costing me thousands. But they just sit down there tinkering and messing with everything, coming up with new flavors all the time. And also because we were having so many people hanging out on tables. Like we had a couple of pub tables set up in here. People would just hang out and hang out and hang out. And then the kids last year, uh, we found out that the kids from Spring Lake Park, the seniors on the final day, this is where they come now is to hang out here and it became like the thing so we're like wow crap man we gotta find a place to put people and give them a place to hang out so we got the food trucks out there we got the soda can plus with tours and birthday parties and everything like that it's kind of nice to have an actual area where people can hang out wow and, and i had like half of the components to make it just from stuff i collected over the years <laughs> Awesome. Well, is there anything that you think uh, that you want to like promote or that's coming up or not really? Okay. It's, it's always good, and we have events here like every other Saturday. So if you follow our Facebook page, we we post them on there consistently. But every two weeks, we do an event on Saturday. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to chat. You're welcome. We want to thank uh, once again thank Mark for uh, chatting with us. Thank you so um, much. I also want to thank him for not swearing. <laughs> I opened up the interview by saying, hey, Mark, uh, just so you know, like our podcast has a clean rating so far. We've managed to avoid getting an explicit label, which is was a challenge when we did our first episode. So it was a challenge when we did our first episode. It was a challenge for our yeah, live episodes. It really was. Um, it is a challenge for us every day. It really day. is just a challenge for us every day. Uh, Aaron, why don't you open up the blue cheese? All right. I need to grab the mermaid again. There we go. Yep. Let's uh, give it a shot. Let's see if we can get another good crack out of Here that. Here we go. Oh, that one sounded really good. I like that one. All right. Uh, okay. That's going to be fun. All right, that's about that's a little less than half. I'm gonna give you a little more. You get plenty there. Do you want the bottle or do you want the glass? Um, I will take the bottle. Okay, because we each have a bottle and a glass. Then. Yeah, that way we each have a bottle and a glass. So this is uh, the WT Heck soda. As you heard Mark talk about it, it's a blue cheese soda. It's blue cheese like dressing. Blue cheese. Oh my goodness, it smells like really sweet. Wow. <laughs> 
Oh God. This you just is, smell it, don't you? Yeah. This is gonna be interesting. Oh geez. All right, here we go. I just I'm like you go ahead and taste it. I'm just loving the fact that during that interview, half of what Mark said about specifically the, like this weird line of flavors uh, was not super pleasant. But I'm so interested in tasting them. Ooh, that was that was okay. Yeah, so it it has this like like blue cheese flavor, and then that sweetness of the sugar hits you, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Right? Like you get the blue cheese flavor and then... (laughs) Right? You get the... Here's the thing. This is one of those things, if I was drinking it while I was eating wings that I was eating with blue cheese, I think it might end up just tasting kind of like a soda. Yeah. Yeah, I could get that. But like just drinking it on its own, like it... He's right. This is not something that I want to just sit and sip on a sunny afternoon. <laughs> it is a really interesting it's, concept, it and it's a, a very great experience. experiment. It is such a fun experience, though. <laughs> I've drank a lot of things on this podcast that have tasted weird. But it's such a great experience. <laughs> I've never thought that I was going to drink a sweetened, sugary soda that has a base <laughs> flavor of blue cheese dressing. Oh, my gosh. Like, half of me can't stop drinking it because it's just, I want to go back for the weird. Yeah. But. But the other half just says, why? Man, he is right about the aftertaste because it, it, I think the easiest way to describe it for anybody is if well, you take. He was talking about the, the spaghetti and meatballs, mm-hmm. but like. I th- well, he was talking about kind of all of them having a weird, yeah. weird little aftertaste. With this one specifically, it's like you put blue, you took just like a spoonful of blue cheese dressing. And you put it in your mouth, and then at the same time, you sucked on cane sugar. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way to describe it for anyone who's not going to be able to taste this. Because if you are local and you have a way of getting this, I honestly say, give it a shot. Well, they distribute. Yeah. If you have, like, you know, we'll have the links on on the show notes and things. Yep. Go to the website, travelbyproxy.com, to see all of those wonderful blog posts and show notes. Um, but... If you have the ability, I honestly say give this a try because it is, if nothing else, something fun to do on an afternoon. And then you can like finish hanging out with your friends or like start drinking and things like that. Because it really does. And like, honestly, like one of the things that we we talk about a lot of alcohol on this show. Mm -hmm. But there are so many things in the world that are, as, as you heard Mark say, like there's a large population that doesn't drink alcohol. And it's not always a they stopped drinking. No. A lot of it is like I know several people that just have never drank alcohol in their life and have no want to. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, we wanted to be able to deliver something out there for you. We Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about something that is specifically designed to, you know, that's specifically out there for you. And Mm I love the fact that that right here in in our backyard mm-hmm. we have such a, a like a, a great resource for it. I honestly like I'm sad that I wasn't able to be there for the for the interview itself. I'm glad that I've been able to listen to it now. Um, but I do think we need to go back at some point in the next couple of months. And and I want to I want to go to the soda fountain. Yeah, so do I. I want to experience this. Yeah, because I um, one of the things that I do need to make sure that I mention, because um, I promised Angela, the manager that uh, Mark mentioned, uh, the family pinball league mm-hmm. sounds 
so much fun. You get like quarters. It's like a six week pinball league, and uh, they give away a prize to like the top score oh, nice. over the over the course of it. Um, and at the end of the six weeks, there's like a giant pizza party for everyone that participated. That's so awesome. Yeah, it, it's so cool. Um, let's see. There are, uh, like, so Sean, like, it's not just Mark making the sodas. There are other, like, soda jerks that are trying out flavors, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the social episode, we're going to try something different. Mm -hmm. So tune into the social episode. We're going to try some new sodas. We might even mention some more on it there. Absolutely. And thanks again to Mark. Absolutely. Um, Do you want to talk, do you want to hear us talk about soda some more? Uh, Feel free to... Visit our website, fans at travelbyproxy.com for email or hit us up on Facebook. You can also know that the Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jerris, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixture.org. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you a look out your window. Walking with you and your Moving these stones and your Rearranging all the pieces that you find Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names And the faces of the people that you love